Hello, and welcome to Codish, an exploration of the lives of modern developers. Join us as we dive into topics like languages and frameworks, data and event-driven architectures, and individual and team productivity, all tailored to developers and engineering leaders. This episode is part of our Tools and Tips series. Hi, I'm Corey Martin, a customer solutions architect at Heroku. Today, we're talking about using logs in new ways. I always thought of logs primarily as a place to look when things were going wrong in my apps. But our guest today explains that logs can be the best source for live business intelligence. Ariel Asaraf is the CEO of CoreLogix, a logging platform that helps over a thousand companies get a grasp on their log data and proactively address their technical and business problems. Ariel, welcome to Codish. Thank you, Corey. First of all, tell us a little bit about CoreLogix and why you started it. Yeah, so it's an um, interesting story, actually. Um, CoreLogix started about five years ago. We're a log analytics uh, company, uh, basically machine learning powered log analytics that is now evolving into more areas like uh, infrastructure monitoring and um, security and soon even tracing. Uh, when we started a company, it came from a pain that we had. So I worked for a multinational corporate with a lot of uh, big enterprise clients, hundreds of them. And uh, we just had to dig into logs so many times to figure out production issues. And having big enterprise on-prem customers means that you can't just you know, log in and have a look at the data. You need to actually go all the way to the customer, export the data. Sometimes you need to mask a lot of the data because it contains information that you shouldn't see. And then manually browsing through gigabytes and terabytes of logs uh, to figure out what went wrong in production. It was so painful. And even the tools that we used to monitor and analyze were not sufficient. So me and a couple of friends just decided to uh, stop everything, leave and start our own company that will solve the problem of, um, let's call it lack of productivity in, in log management, log analytics. So you mentioned the case where a customer says something is wrong, and then you look at the logs to see what that might be. I imagine that can be a stressful situation that you're reacting. You want to figure out as quickly as possible what's happening. Based on your experience in logging, what can a team do to make it a little bit less scary when they go in and look at their logs in a really pressured situation. How can they make it easier for themselves to figure out what's happening? One of the biggest challenges of a company in our space is to keep our customers happy because when they arrive to the system, many times they're already under so much stress and so frustrated mm -hmm. that any tiny delay, any tiny feature that is not 100% ironed is a source of a lot of frustration and anger. So you need to really, really be great in order for your customers to like your product and, and, and find it delightful. But to your question, I think that it's, it's a lot about the state of mind that people have. Um, so a lot of times people would look at log data as a debugging tool or let's call it a post-mortem tool. So you get an alert 
it's called an alert from your customer or you get an alert from one of your other system matrix system most of the time infrastructure monitoring and then you see okay i have you know latency high cpu uh high memory customers complaining whatever and now let's dig in the logs and see exactly what happened there and this is where the problem actually starts you know when, when you want to figure out production problems before your customers do or before performance uh, uh, degradates or before you have latency, um, your logs are actually the best source of data in order to do so. So if as a customer, you want your uh, uh, logging experience to be less stressful, the best thing for you to do is actually use your logs uh, before there's a crisis. Visualize your logs, alert on your logs, learn the data or, or have that data fed into a, a, a challenge where you spend your time that might be like Slack or Microsoft Teams or whatever, and then be ahead of the curve. And when you enter uh, your log data, knowing that, you know, I need to solve this or else I might have a problem in a few hours, you, you're much less stressed. What are some examples you've seen of a customer who like has a great logging setup and they're likely to see an issue before a customer sees it? So we have a lot of customers that we uh, look at as good examples of, of proper logging, proper monitoring. To mention a few, and then we can drill down into a couple. Um, I think Masterclass are doing a great job in their logging and monitoring um, Capgen and I are great. Monday.com are great. Postman really inspired us. We can dig into uh, the Capgemini story, for instance. What they've done with logs is actually incredible. So they've taken logs from multiple systems as they are rolling a very big change for one of their biggest clients, which is a, a large car manufacturer. They basically visualize their logs both as textual visualizations to understand exactly, you know, what type of errors they have, uh, what type of uh, uh, broken flows they have using our flow anomaly, creating a lot of alerts to understand when something goes wrong and be able to tackle that problem before it becomes a crisis. And also translating a lot of their logs into matrix data. So unlike matrix, which are a lagging indicator, Logs are the first encounter of your code with reality. Whatever you run your application, whenever someone uses your application, as your code runs, it prints your logs. Matrix data infrastructure monitoring is basically um, a result of that code running that is using resources on your infrastructure that are reflected in your matrix. But if you are connected to your log data, and you transform logs to matrix, which is something that you can do with our tool, for instance, um, basically define aggregations or uh, other metric measurements that you want to extract from your logs and keep them long-term, you're able to see trends that sometimes evolve over months of, let's say, uh, a specific error that affects your uh, performance. And then whenever there's a spike of usage, that error happens multiple times greatly affects your performance. And then uh, that is reflected with your customer's experience. And that is something that you'd see with matrix or tracing only after the latency had happened. But if you're tracking your logs properly, 
you'd be able to see those small, tiny spikes that don't affect anyone, but you see them and you know exactly which error to solve. And then you can do that before anyone ever experiences problems in your application. So Capgem and I have done a great work, both analyzing the anomalies that we generate. They're using CoreLogix with Heroku, so they have the Heroku tags, the Heroku pipelines uh, integrated, so they automatically benchmark any change that they do to production. They've connected Grafana to CoreLogix to take the matrix aggregations that we create, present an alert on them. And what they've done is they've exposed some of these dashboards to their own customers. So actually their customers are able to track matrix performance and also business matrix from CoreLogix's integration with Grafana. And they their customers have full transparency on how the project is going without even having to request uh, Capgemini to report them. So that brings, uh, first of all, better stability. Second of all, better uh, tracking of business KPIs, such as you know inserts to tables, new users, onboarding, purchases, and so on and so forth. Uh, but most importantly, that creates a relationship of trust between Capgemini and its very important customer that has full transparency over a transparency over what's happening in his production, and he knows that um, his technical consultants at Capgemini are delivering exactly what he wanted at the performance that he wanted. So that that's a use case that really inspired me because it goes way beyond log monitoring. Even so, we spoke about going from reactive to proactive, but this goes way further into business and into customer relationships and transparency. So much that I want to unpack there. First of all, the idea of logs as metrics. You know, traditionally we think about logs as free-flowing massive text and maybe mm-hmm. you run a search on it, but but it's at the end of the day a bunch of log lines. You're talking about logs as something that can power more structured metrics, whether they be graphs or KPIs or something like that. For someone who's never used logs in that structured of a way, could you explain how that works? Basically, log data is time series data. It's generated from your application. It has a lot of text. So if you think about that text as labels to that time series data, you can use logs in a much smarter way. And then you ask yourself, so how come you know, not everyone are using logs as a, a matrix with unlimited labels of data? And the reason is that logs are very expensive. They're very chatty. There's a lot of data that is present in any uh, text record. And then it's a lot more efficient to just send them matrix directly. So what we've created in CoreLogix, one of the features is uh, called logs to matrix, where you basically define a query, an aggregation, and then you're able to group this by fields in your log to add labels and then store that matrix, let's say, every five minutes. So let's imagine something like whenever the log text contains user purchased and contains that the purchase size was over $1,000, save mm-hmm. me that matrix and group this by the country, the city, and um, the customer age. Wow. So now what CoreLogix is going to generate for me is the amount of big purchases that users have done on my website 
per country, city, and user age. So we just taken a log record that was printed, like the boring classic log record, user purchased um, product price is $1,000 uh, in New York, user age is 16. This is like a textual record that we see in any log. But once you parse it and turn it into a meaningful matrix, suddenly you have this powerful business information that is coming through your logs way before it goes to any BI system. But more than that, when you tie it up to operations that are also operational data that is also present in a log, think about saying something that no business person can tell. Hey, we have less purchases in the past hour, and that graph basically converged with the, the, the graph of uh, error trends. So we see more errors, more latency, and together with that, we see a decline in large purchases. This is extremely powerful, and only log data contains all that information in a single place. So what Captain and I had done, they've extracted those unique, important business matrix together with the operational and performance data, together with the raw logs, and gave that all as a dashboard to their customer so he can basically see how the improvements that Capgemini are performing for him are affecting his business KPIs. I've always thought of logs as the most live recent source of data, but the data that I've been thinking about is errors or, or really technical stuff, not business data, but it makes sense. The business data is there. It's a matter of using it. Were you thinking of that when you started CoreLogix? Is that something that you've more recently realized the use of? Yeah, it's pretty cool how most of the time, uh, you know, your customers are smarter than you in figuring out the right use cases. <laughs> um, so we just started seeing that about a couple years ago with uh, big clients of ours, like uh, BioCache, for instance, uh, that are doing fraud detection for, for banks. Suddenly, they were using CoreLogix uh, mainly as a very powerful tool to create reports for their clients. Again, saying, you know, here are the people that visited your site from these geographies, those th uh, threats, um, these were the actions that they've taken. And all of that was just coming in the log data. They could have extracted it in like multiple ways, use ETLs to enrich, parse it, pour it into a database, but it's already there in the log data. It's a better source of truth because it doesn't depend on how you've implemented your, your collection or BI. It's just, it's just generated with your code. And it's rich with information that combines that, in, uh, that business data together with operation data and performance data. So basically, we never thought of that. I would be happy to say that, you know, yeah, we thought of everything, but no. Um, <laughs> And, but once we've seen that, we started thinking of tools like the logs to matrix converter, like the fact that, you know, logs are great because they're so verbose, but logs are super expensive because they're so uh, verbose. And so we started questioning our customers and asked, you know, guys, you're using the anomaly detection features and the alerting features and the dashboards, and that's all clear to us. But now you started using CoreLogix for BI were the pains. And they said, you know, it's super rich in data, which is great, but it's, it's unscalable. So we asked, what it is within the log that you use 
uh, or what exactly do you need in that use case? And in order to meet that, we re-engineered Elasticsearch, which is, which is the, the index in our backend. We've rewritten big parts of, of its parsers to allow a lot of the actions uh, that we are performing on the data to extract the matrix, to discover anomalies, uh, to build aggregations, to stream live data into our clients, uh, either CLI or, or web interface. Uh, now we're able to do them in real time without storing the data. Hmm. And that means we're able to provide our customers everything that they need for their monitoring and BI use cases at about a third of the cost. And so we're eliminating the things that prevented logs from getting their, their place uh, in, in the past five, six years. You're only storing what the customer really needs at the end of the day, which are these metrics that they're actually using, not every single log line in all of history. Exactly. Only what's important. So we let him know about the statistics and the matrix, and we let him know if there's an anomaly or if, if there's a spike of errors, or if we discovered you know, an alert that he's defined, he can see the live data. He can obviously choose that a certain application, a certain service, he wants to store it on hot storage. That's okay. But whatever doesn't meet that use case of like very frequent searches of the actual raw data, we only store what's important. And so they can basically get the signal without paying for the noise. So we've talked about a few use cases here, you know, the traditional going in and looking at your logs in the middle of a crisis, the proactive alerting based on metrics that you've established from your logs. You've mentioned anomalies a few times, mm -hmm. and I want to dig into that a bit more. What kind of anomaly detections does your platform do what does it come with out of the box? What do you set up and how do you see customers using anomaly detection? So when we started a company, um, like I mentioned, the three main things that we want to answer was what, where, and when. And so uh, we started thinking about the biggest problems that people face today with logs. And uh, first of all, there's just too many of them. Second, it's very hard to understand correlation uh, between events. And third, there are so many microservices and components, it's impossible to define thresholds for all of them. And so we've created this way of gradually analyzing your data that out of the box, without you having to configure anything, gives you all the insights that you need. So first of all, the first step is us clustering the data. So think about a log that says user query logged in from um, New York, and then the second log will be user Ariel logged in from San Francisco. And then the third log will be user John logged in from uh, Austin, Texas. And so these are basically three identical logs with different variables. CoreLogix automatically understands that, you know, instead of showing you three text records, I can just say user something logged in from a certain city and a certain state. And then if you click the variables, you'll see the distribution. Mm. So if you think about it, if you do that to all the data in real time, instead of looking at an infinite amount of logs and an infinite amount of text, you only look at the unique records. Or if to call it that way, you go back to the amount of logs that you've inserted in your code. So that's the first step. Now we have templates of data and not just unstructured text.
And now we start learning the behavior of these templates and understand exactly when should a template arrive throughout the day, how should the parameters distribute, and how does the normal behavior for that look like. The next step would be to correlate between the templates. So if every time I purchase a product on a website, the first log would be user purchased product, the second log would be transferring uh, credit information to uh, uh, Stripe, and the third log would be sending successful notification to the customer. Now CoreLogix will identify that these three logs usually arrive together at a certain time frame, at a certain ratio, at a certain order, and notify me once it's breaking. So whenever someone didn't complete his transaction for any reason, and it happened enough times within a certain period of time, we identify this as a broken flow and automatically notify our customer. Automatically. Sounds like a, a bit of AI in there. It, you're not always asking the developer to specify what an anomaly is. You're guessing based on the patterns that you see throughout the logs. Yeah, it's something that we uh, are very consistent with. We are not trying to educate the market. We understand, like this podcast, kind of, you know, saying, you need to be proactive, you need to do this, <laughs> you need to do that. But you know, people are very smart. We're not smarter than anyone else. We're just busy with other stuff. So mm -hmm. we're saying, you want people to be proactive with logs, just do that for them. So we automatically yeah. learn the patterns, uh, the, the, the templates. We automatically learn their behavior automatically notify you on new errors or suspected errors or top errors, and then automatically figure out the flows, automatically notify when a flow is breaking. And then the third step is that we learn all the trends for all the different applications and services. We understand the ratio of errors, the ratio of bad API responses, uh, the ratio of exceptions per hour, per day, per application, per service. And then we notify whenever there is a spike. So if there's suddenly more errors than we expect for a certain service at 9 p.m. or on a Sunday morning, we'll notify automatically. We also send the daily report, the top errors and suspected errors. So we basically interact with you. So you get insights by push. You don't need to come and pull them from the system. And the last part is we integrate with the CI-CD pipeline. For instance, Heroku pipelines or Jenkins or Circle CI. And then we use all that knowledge that we have on the standard behavior of your system on the baseline to benchmark every change you do to production. So we compare the two versions, the current and the previous one, and tell you something like, you know, this new version created this new error, broke this flow, generated this alert, and so on and so forth. So you get a lot more confidence doing CI CD. And again, that affects your actual business. That means you're faster to market, you fix things fa uh, faster, you're a better company that is more engaged with creation and not maintenance. So this is uh, basically what we're about in terms of anomalies and machine learning. So for clients who might be starting out, maybe they're moving from another logging tool, maybe they didn't have a logging tool before, They maybe it's a, a brand new application, they're not even sure what their metrics are yet, and they want to start logging out right. What would you recommend that they do first to get a solid logging infrastructure in place from the start? So I say three things that you need to set um, in order to be successful with logs. 
One is unified log format. The organization needs to write preferably JSON format. They need to understand the key types and there needs to be some kind of middleware platform that standardizes the logs that all the different services send and only then sends it to a service. That's one. Number two, standardize severity. Different people in the organization classify logs with different severities based on their own experience or their own ideas for how stressed of people they are. But if you standardize severity and anyone who looks at an error or a critical log understand exactly what it means to production. And number three is set up the alerting policy. What types of alerts do we create? Do we push an alert to uh, Slack or email or phone or not? And uh, build the infrastructure to receive those alerts. So the proper Slack channels, the proper uh, uh, convention for creating alerts and their descriptions, so on and so forth. Once you have that, you have the right format of data streaming into the system. You know the severity of the data, and then you can create precise alerts whenever high severity data is exceeding what you want. And then you send them properly to the right people in the right Slack channel. And they obviously have standardized data that they can investigate. This is your first step to identify things faster and then solve them faster. Obviously, there's a lot more to do, but if you complete these three steps, you should be at a very good point of uh, to start this journey. And also what I say is start with something, send the data. Our system automatically learns it, generates the insights, cluster the data, and then you can start improving from there. But any system you send the data to, and starts giving you some level of observability will lead you to improve. So logs being such an important part of your infrastructure and monitoring, I guess any engineer that will just put it, put logs in front of him and have good observability into them will just constantly improve. And before you know it, you have uh, a great uh, a tool that you can rely on. I imagine you have visions for the future as well that go beyond even what you've said here. Could you share a bit about where you see logging going from here? Particularly for us as a company, uh, we're going uh, um, to expand. We already have a matrix solution and security solution, uh, soon going into tracing. So the idea for us would be to combine everything and allow you to understand the connection. We believe that logs will be the leading indicator and then dragging other information from the security component, from the matrix, from the tracing, and giving you a full report of an incident. So you can actually uh, understand that there's something happening and solve it very fast. Specifically in the world of logs, we're continuing to press on price. We're continuing to improve the technology and change the paradigm of standard price per gig. Uh, what's happening today in the market is that any product tells you, you know, they have a price per gigabyte that you ingest. And, you know, there's competition, obviously, some are cheaper, some are, are less cheap. But the problem is that you're paying the same amount for a log, whether it's the most important log in your production or the least important log in your production. So think about you walking in a supermarket, you fill up the bag, and as you step out, someone weighs the bag, he doesn't care what's inside, and tells you five pounds, five pounds costs X dollars. So we're, the, the, we're, we're going towards a new direction where you basically pay uh, according to the importance or the value that a specific log provides to you. And the price per gig varies 
depending on how important the data is for you. And we're not only talking about retention periods or hot or cold storage, we're talking about data pipelines, on-demand different pipelines that will transform, analyze your data based on your needs, and your needs will determine the price per gig. That way we're getting closer to the world of cloud of you know on-demand as you go, basically pay for what you need and not commit to packages. Well, this has been really enlightening. I've, I've learned that logs are really at the root of a lot of things. It's just really interesting. And I appreciate you sharing your insight about where logs have already gone, which is, I think, to a much more useful, interesting space and where you see them moving in the future. So Ariel, thank you so much for being on Codish. Thank you very much, Corey. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Codish podcast. Codish is produced by Heroku, the easiest way to deploy, manage, and scale your applications in the cloud. If you'd like to learn more about Codish or any of Heroku's podcasts, please visit heroku.com slash podcasts.